It's showtime. Showtime. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to the Sultans of Smoke Cigar Cast. I'm Drew, joined by Mo. Yellow. And the one and only Moo Cow. Bring in the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? First podcast of 2018. Yeah, I was going to say, it's been a while. It's been since December 4th. Really? It'll be the best podcast we've done all year. It, it will be. Maybe the only one all year. <laughs> yeah, probably the worst <laughs> one all year, too. That doesn't sound like very uh, confident there, Cal. Best of will be easy next year, though. Yeah, we're going to rock it. So what's been going on, guys? Nothing, man. You guys, uh, you guys have a good New Year's and all that. Heck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still, I'm still in shock that cow is smoking right now. Yeah, it's cold, but it's it's like 40 degrees out here in Wisconsin now, which is warm enough to get outside. That's, that's yeah, not that's bad. Yeah, I'll take it. I'm out here. And, you know, I, I was thinking while I was waiting for you guys here that I think we should have a different rating system for cigars where it's what temperature would you smoke this entire cigar at? That's actually pretty uh, good. Because I was just smoking one that I was like, you know, on a normal day I might keep smoking this one, but, you know, screw it. I'd rather be in the warmth. So I put that one out <laughs> and put up a different one. <laughs> yeah, that's not bad. Um, Mo, there was something the other day that you were wanting to talk about in uh, our chat. Oh, Drew. I don't know either. That's good. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? <laughs> Anywho. We, so we started to, uh, first of all, you know, it's interesting because people actually do enjoy listening to our stuff, uh, but you obviously lose people when you do it once every three months so we probably uh need to figure out something to uh to be more consistent that's true um but uh you know this it's been a busy couple months right i mean we've uh we've seen the the top cigar list from the different publications uh yep. you know that's always an interesting topic to discuss mm-hmm. um We've uh, hello. Who is what it? Else, Cal, what else did we see? <laughs> uh, we were talking about some going on with. Saw some phone call. Somebody um, get that. <laughs> we've seen a lot going on with brands right now. <laughs> what the hell is that? A phone. That's a call. Okay. <laughs> this is like the train with Dave. <laughs> yeah, he's going. Dave podcasting. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying, we've seen a lot of interesting stuff going on with brands right now. There's a lot of, like, hiring and firing going on. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of mm-hmm. consolidation going on. Basically, nothing's released right now, so it's all other news. Yeah, it's all personnel movement. Yeah, trying to get ready for, for the next big thing. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's been the, interesting. You got uh, STG, bought Thompson cigars, you know, all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah, that actually happened when I was down in Nicaragua and everybody was kind of talking about that. Um, but yeah, there, there's definitely some consolidation for sure. Yeah. Um, 
but so I think we should start with. What should uh, we start with, Mo? The cigar list. Did you guys agree with a lot of them? Did you not agree with a lot of them? How did you feel? Now we t- let, well, let's rewind to 2017 when we talked about or 2016 list and Illusion Bowl. We and and then uh, some of the other stuff that was on the top list. But what did you guys? What was your reaction when you saw the Fuente this year in Cigar Aficionado? What? That's a little uh, complex. <laughs> Um, so Isla Shark was, was number one in Cigar Aficionado, right? I love that cigar. Like, I'll buy that cigar pretty much any time I see it anywhere near MSRP. So, Is that yeah, I right? I like it as a pick. Yeah, I, I, I love it. I bought I bought half a box of them, like, the week mm-hmm. before it, it was named, which is good because mm-hmm. I'll never find them again. Um, but I really like it. The thing that really throws me off, and, and this is sort of my conspiracy theory mind at work, is... <laughs> Last year, the Andalusian Bull, you pick that cigar up, you know what that cigar is, guaranteed, right? Mm-hmm. Blind. There's no way to smoke that blind. Sure. Eye of, the sh- Eye of the Shark this year, you pick that up, you know exactly what cigar that is. There's no way to smoke it blind. <coughs> so it throws me off that a blind tasting got something that was not at all blind twice in a row. That's just my conspiracy I'm, mind at work. I mean, <laughs> it's probably a a million things you can say here, but uh, yep. I know I'm going to refrain. Uh, yeah. Drew, well, <laughs> you're going to refrain because you ain't probably got shit to say about it. So. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> but Drew, you've always been you've always been a big Fuente guy. Um, um, were you happy to see that? Man, I think the other size that they came out with was better. <laughs> the personal reserve. Um, yeah, then the then the then the shark. Uh, it came out in two sizes, correct? Yes? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other side, uh, I don't know what it was, a Robusto, Toro, something in between. I think it was better. Oh. Nothing? You guys know? I, I can't think of what that is. I don't know what the size is, but I thought it was better. Yeah, it came in. It's it's called the uh, the personal reserve. Came in the same. Oh oh, you're talking about the other that. size of this. Okay. Yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Came in the box with the white glove and. Yes. All that. Yeah. Yeah okay. Yeah. Drew likes to look like a pimp. I never got a box. Yeah. And I like Cow did. Well, Cow got half a box. Oh. I, oh yeah, yeah, he was. I don't have the gloves. He was balling on the Opus with the two boxes. And then, what was the Padron that got number? It was Padron at number two, right? Number two is the uh, 1926 number two. Okay. Now, have you guys, speaking of Padron, have you smoked those uh, those ones in the tubes? Have you guys tried those yet? Mm, the 90th? No. No, no, not the 90th. The square tubes. No. I don't know if I've seen that. Awesome. Oh, yeah. yes, I so have. They, they kept, yeah, remember when Avo and Padron came out the square to the box press tubes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're awesome. I haven't had it. Smoke yet. them. I've seen them. I haven't smoked one. Yeah, do the Maduro. They do Phenomenal. look cool. Style points. Yeah, it's. I don't. I don't know what it is about coming out of that tube, but uh, they're they're pretty darn good. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, that's what, what she said. Is, now there were some other lists, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, we, we talked about 
Uh, Noise, Wayfarer was number one, which is a great cigar. Um, uh, Half Wheel was uh, Quesada. Which one was it? The Barber Pole one? Or the, no, 40th Reserve? I don't remember. Uh, I don't know. Cigar Coop was, uh, shit, what was Cigar Coop? Was it the Aroa? Was it the Christian Aroa? The 20th anniversary or whatever? 20 years? Hang on. Years? I'm, I'm, uh, what is it? What list? Who? Cigar Coop? Cigar Coop. We're going to just Google it right now. High quality journalism from this <laughs> podcast. Uh, hang on. My internet speed's slow. So... Um, the first twenty year, Colorado, fifty by five by CLE. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, wasn't that was that number one? Yes. Hmm. That was a good cigar, by the way. It's a good stick. Um, but yeah. Now, Cal, you you had brought. Speaking of uh, top cigars or top whatever, um, you had brought up the the hundred dollar cigar by Steve Saka. Uh, yeah. I don't yeah, even remember. What, what's the name of that? It's called the unicorn. It's called the unicorn. Yeah, he he wanted to okay. see how much money he could spend making a cigar like the most expensive he possibly could, which I think is okay. hilarious. Right. Um, he made a line of what a thousand of them, mm-hmm. but actually sent out I think like nine hundred and fifty-eight or something because he just wanted to smoke some. Just, I think mm-hmm. also pretty funny. Um, I don't know. People are smoking them. Kind of interesting, I guess. The thing that I'm kind of interested in hearing your thoughts on is, like, what cigar, have you ever smoked a cigar that you think would be worth $100, ever? And, like, why would somebody pay $100 for a cigar? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I've never, um, I will say that anything that I ever thought that was worth the money is something that is, I could still find. So that's a hard question to ask. Now, now if it's something that is difficult to get that I really enjoyed in the past, and I know that they're not making anymore and it's done and whatever, mm-hmm. $100 is pretty steep a stick. But, I mean, if you, if you have the means, I don't know. Is that really that crazy, I guess? I mean – Davidoff, what the the royal release or whatever? Not royal release, but the royal salute is it or something like that? Royal release yeah, the, is a hundred bucks. The mm-hmm. Solomon. Yep. yep. Right. That's so, it's not like it's unprecedented. Somebody's yep. done this before. But that's just like yeah, a, a kind of a normal release cigar. Not normal, but you know, just a limited release cigar. So yeah, I, I mean, because I mean, I've spent. <laughs> I know I spent like two hundred dollars on a box of uh, like Don Carlos on a Stallone Opus X. You did what? Uh, I think it was two hundred dollars in a box of um, Don Carlos for uh, one of the uh, Stallone Opus X Opus A's. Mm. Drew, do you still smoke as much Opus as you did before? Man, I wish I could uh, smoke more, but yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, I've been actually uh, chewing on them at work. (laughs) Wow. 
Wow. I work in a warehouse, so this, I can't smoke them this, all day like you. This fucking baller <laughs> has an opus to chew on. <laughs> Holy fuck. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I've that, always that done that. Like, thanks, Drew. People, I've always no, done bro, that. You, People when, always when hated you were me for it. When you were normal, you chewed on Nicaroustica's. Okay, I still now do all that. Of a sudden, we're chewing, we're chewing on opuses. I still, do, I've always done that. People hate me for it. Oh, wow, look at this guy. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Kyle, what are your thoughts? Do you chew on opus? I've never chewed on an opus. <laughs> Maybe I should. Though. You should. <laughs> New thing to try. While They're good. Oh yeah. You know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go grab a year of the dog, chew on it. <laughs> That's appropriate for I, I, buy, I buy the smaller size for that. You don't like you're the dog cow? No, I'm saying dogs chew on stuff. Oh, jeez, cow. <laughs> <sighs> cow, are we are we allowed to talk about your recent uh, cigar world moves or no? No, no, we're gonna skip that. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Just smart. Um, yeah, no, I get it. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know. The the hundred dollar cigar thing throws me off just because there are so many amazing cigars you can buy in like the thirty to fifty range. Oh yeah, so, for sure. Like, I can pay thirty dollars and get a cigar that blow me away. I can get three of those. Right. For one cigar. I don't know. Maybe someday I'll be baller enough to just smoke, you know, hundred dollar bills. <laughs> well, well, it's see. interesting because I mean, I mean, how are those even allocated? I guess I haven't even seen who gets. I mean, are they? Al- oh, he just he just sent them to people who ordered stuff this year. I think like I don't think they even oh, okay. paid for them just to retailers. Really? Wow. Interesting. So, I thought that's kind of fun, kind of a neat thing to do. Yeah. So here's a question for you guys. Give us a question. What do you think, from a cigar company standpoint, is the most effective form of swag? Oh, Jesus. Uh, hat or t-shirt. Okay. Cow? Stickers. Ooh, really? That's actually good, yeah. yeah. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, dude, it's almost no cost. I stick it on something that I take into the cigar shop with me, a little herfador, and it's on there to be advertised at the cigar shop every time. Okay, here's the issue with that, in my opinion. Most guys, stickers are like tattoos. Most guys can't stop at just one. Sure. So by the time they're done decorating their humidor, you've lost any real... Standing ability to stand out. Maybe it depends how you do it, though, right? Like, if I have a pile of good stickers on there, that's one thing. If I just get any old sticker and stick it on, that's a different thing. You know, if you're in good company, that ain't gonna hurt you. I think the problem is that people don't wear hats and t-shirts and stuff. Really? You don't think so? Yeah. Not, not as much as you'd want. Is that cigar people <laughs> don't wear hats and t-shirts? Well, I mean, I think they they do, but like, how many how many times are you gonna wear the average like cigar swag hat or t shirt you get? Uh, if it's if it's a brand I like, I'm wearing it 
quite often. Yeah, Kyle, I'm going to have to agree with that, man. Hat, I, I see hat more than t-shirt, but sure. See, and I would say the other way. Yeah. Drew. I would say t-shirt hmm. more than hat because people love free t-shirts. I mean, think that about is true. That. Yeah, it doesn't matter where they're going, and it and it doesn't even. They're they're a walking billboard. Yep. You know, it's like it's like uh, mobile advertising. Interesting. You know, when it when it comes to, so I had this discussion with somebody the other day. Somebody said, "Well, why don't you make ashtrays? Why don't you make like signs to put in the um, in the uh, cigar shops and stuff like that?" And here was my answer to that. Now, I don't know if you guys have ever lived by, but Dave used to live by a train, for example, right? When I was in college, I used to live by the L tracks in the city, in Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you first moved there, you know, for the first week, month, whatever, that train is a constant annoyance. But over time, you subconsciously drown it out, right? It becomes a, a normal part of your landscape if that makes sense. So then you stop noticing it. Yeah. And I feel like it's the same with stuff like that. Yeah, it can be. You know? It's good for the first uh, It's just going to get lost. Yeah. Right. And then what? So then you just spent all that money on doing that. Now, if you have a lot of coin, you know, if you're an Altatus or General or Davidoff, that's fine. But uh, mm-hmm. if you're a smaller operation, that that's money I feel could be better spent elsewhere. You know, ashtrays are particularly hard because you don't you only use one at a time most of the time. Right. How, even have, if I have hmm. like probably seven to ten branded ashtrays <laughs> that I, I haven't bought. I don't think any of them. Um, I, I don't use them all. Right. Waste. My, my example of that is and this is nothing. I mean, Ashton makes great cigars, but I'm using an Ashton ashtray right now. OK. Mm hmm. I probably haven't smoked in Ashton in four years. When Drew and I used to probably smoke uh, VSGs all the time. Yeah, man, VSG is still a good cigar. It's a great cigar. Yeah, but I'm just saying that. Okay, I have the ashtray, but I don't smoke the cigar, so what's the point? You know. Yep. That's another thing. I mean, dude, I've been on the road and I've been in the shops that have terrible con ashtrays, and and I'm trying to open them up for Mombacho. You're right. <laughs> you know, so it, the effectiveness of ashtrays, in my opinion, is minimal. You know, but that's yeah, just my opinion. But again, some guys might argue, well, the more people see your name, the more they see your name, the more they see your name. And Kyle, you and I talked about this the other day. Yeah. Uh, the more they see it, the more it kind of gets ingrained in their head, right? So I get that part of it, too. But part of it is it has to not look desperate. Like you have to look like you're classy and quality and doing a good job and what they actually want, which is a lot different from just being everywhere. You're right. Do you remember when you posted your picture earlier this week with, you know, the Cornelius, the Patina, the the Wayfair, Sereno stuff? Yeah. This guy, later that night, a guy posts... Because there was some conversation on the thread, right, of guys asking, oh, what's patina, whatever. Yeah. So some guy later on tags me in a post. He says, with all that patina talk, it made me feel like having one, and he smoked a patina that night. Hell yeah, man. So that, my, it goes exactly to our conversation. 
is that we talked about the that influencers, right, for example, are, are not as um, effective as people make them out to be, right? Yeah, just, just for um, background. It's more about people continually. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. No, 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 go ahead, man. No, you were right. It's it's about people who you you think are like you know moderately reasonable human beings, um, not like they don't even have to be though. Um, just getting the word out all the time. You see it all the time. Um, that's what studies have shown is that it's not it's not that there's some magical guy out there who gets people to try stuff. It's that it's a sheer volume question, right? Um, and, and some of the examples they gave I thought were pretty interesting or at least thought-provoking is like the, the Facebook Russian bot farms, right? Like these are just totally fake human beings influencing <laughs> all kinds of people's opinions on all kinds of stuff. That was at least interesting. Yeah, so I mean it's, it's fascinating in that. Now, now, if you were to step away from social media where, where the influencer is real is in the cigar shop. If you, get, if you get one of the top customers in a cigar shop on a cigar, um, other people will at least try it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or some of the staff people that they trust. Yep. Sure. But either way, that, that's – so I feel like in a – let's call it a micro environment, uh, influencers might work. But in a macro environment, they're, they're – uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Their uh, impact is not as great. Uh-huh. It was definitely minimalized. Yeah. I agree with that. And that's a lot of brands' new strategies for, for influencer marketing are to grab these, like, micro-influencers who are moderately big but have, like, a mm-hmm. kind of a dedicated following. Yeah. Pay them a lot less. And, uh, and they're more effective. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't, man, it's just like I said. I I maintain this till whatever. I, man, if I could resurrect Sigmund Freud, I would hire him tomorrow. <laughs> Swear. How was uh, how was Nicaragua, man? It was good, dude. It's always uh, enjoyable. Um, you know, it's. Uh, it's good to reconnect with people and, and uh, remind people that you're real and you do exist and, uh, you know, and stuff like that. And, you know, the, the amount of love that, that uh, is shown uh, by the people there is, is amazing. Uh, so, you know, lucky to, lucky to be able to deal with uh, really good people, you know, so that helps. Yeah, other than that, it was good, man. It was a Mombacho anniversary party and... You know, for some of the higher retailers and, uh, you know, or good, you know, retailers that that we do a lot of business with. And uh, the cool thing about Mombacho is because they're in so many different countries, you get people from, like, all over. So there were dudes from, like, Denmark, Canada, um, cool. Spain. <laughs> I mean, it was like awesome. it was like a United Nations conference in uh, Granada, Nicaragua. It was pretty cool. <laughs> you solve all the world's problems down there. No, the, uh, the the majority of them were intoxicated for the vast majority of the time. So uh, that, that there would was solve some problems. That yes, that solved. Uh, yeah, well, no, everybody had a great time, man, and uh, it was good. So 
Um, Cal brought up something before we started since she talked about Nicaragua and uh, Fuente's new factory. Mm. You got any thoughts? Yeah, Anybody? So yeah, I just, I, I just want to point out that they are not going to. So Mombacho, the the Casa Favilli is the original colonial factory, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, that thing was built in 1925. It's a colonial house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you build something colonial in 2018? You can't. Well, that's my point. I mean, you, yeah. It can kind of look like it. Be a little different. Hey, sure. <laughs> the look, it could. We're opening a colonial like factory, but you're not opening a colonial factory. Fair enough. Unless they're going to go colonize Nicaragua. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, man, with as big as. As big as Fuente is, they might. Yeah, they could. Fuck, and then those guys. Over of it. Yeah, it Drew would like that. <laughs> there's just there's so much going on in Nicaragua these days. It really does feel like that's where the future's going. What's uh, what's their plans to do there? I mean, what uh, they've just overgrown the Dominican, or what? What's going on? No idea. No. Yeah, they didn't really say. You know, man. One thing I'll tell you is that. When you, and this is not to sound, but when you're in it, your your attention to what other people is doing becomes less and less, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because you're just so wrapped up in what you're doing. Sure. You know what I mean? So, like, sure, there are some things that are going to affect you that happen, and you need to stay stay informed, I guess, would be the way I'd. Yeah, I'd put it, but uh, but if you get if you get caught up in in looking at what everybody else is doing and how they're doing it, and you know you're chasing every latest trend, you know you're gonna lose yourself and lose your focus if that if that makes sense at all. So yeah, probably. So, so uh, how's Petit? I still just think it's. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just saying. I, I just think it's interesting how things are just kind of. Moseying on over toward Nicaragua. It's just something to watch. You know, and that's funny, too, because last year in 2016, we really saw, well, actually, I guess more so 2016, 2017, maybe not as much, but we really saw a resurgence of Dominican brands. Mm-hmm. I mean, with yeah. Shogui, with, um, oh, man, who else was, was pumping out some pretty good stuff out of there? Yeah, that everybody uh, down yeah. at that factory down at... Right, Caminos, which is a, a very good cigar, if uh, yeah. if anybody hasn't smoked. And, and a very nice guy, too. Um, He's great. Yeah. Campesino yeah, he, I, comes out of there. Yeah, Campesino. Um, so there was some, some pretty cool stuff coming out of there. And then, so I thought that the Dominicans were definitely coming back. I think they are. I think that group isn't going to scale the way they're set up, though. I see. You know, they're going to stay boutique. Yeah. Which is fine. It keeps the cigars good most of the time. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So you're going to see Fuente pumping out Nicaragua and everything probably for a little while. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. 
Mohawk. You know, it's uh, interesting. Go ahead, man. Go ahead, sorry. No, I was just no, going to see how Patina's know. going and uh, <laughs> oh, where you've been traveling good, to. Man. Yeah, man, all, all over. Uh, things are good. Uh, you know, I, I'm a big believer in slow and steady. Yeah. Um, nothing, nothing that lasts gets built overnight, mm-hmm. you know? And so, yep. uh, you know, just taking it, making sure that you're partnering with the, with the, the best retailers you can partnering with the best, um, you know, best type of, because really it is a partnership, right? So when you, when you sell, when you sell a cigar to a retailer, you are essentially entering into an agreement that I'm going to give you a cigar that you could sell and your job is to sell it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So you have to keep pumping up high quality stuff so they can sell it and all that good stuff. Right. But they also got to do their job. So for me, it's important not to just, you know, one question I always get is how many, how many uh, stores are you in? How many shops are you in? How many shops are you in? That matters way less to me than what shops I'm in. At this point, because when you're a new no name brand, you need a shop that's going to push your stuff and educate people about it because no one's going into a humidor. Well, maybe now things are a little bit different, but let's put it this way. In May, when I started, nobody was going into the humidor and being like, oh, yeah, I got to try that. Yeah. Right. You know, and it's still not at that point. Now, there are some places where, sure, we've made some headway. You know, um, but uh, by and large, that you know, the cigar needs to be um, introduced to people. So you're going to want to partner with with a, a retailer that has an active staff. You know, mm-hmm. so that's where I found the most success, anyway. What what percentage of retailers do you think that encompasses? <laughs> that's we'll a loaded question here, <laughs> yeah no I'm not answering that let's just that's say fair. it's uh, let's just say I wish it were higher that's fair you know um, but uh, yeah so I mean you know you get you get in with the right people and you know support them with, with the best way you can uh, it's a beautiful thing when it works you know mm-hmm for sure. Anywhere you're traveling to uh, soon? Yeah, man. I uh, go to Southern California Monday. Nice. Be out there and uh, do a couple events. Uh, Pacific Wine Merchants in Upland, California, which actually, if you're a craft beer guy and you live anywhere near there. So I think Upland's about maybe an hour away from L.A. So it's like just, I don't know if it's more, it's more inland, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're a craft beer nerd, oh, that they have, that's like what they're known for. So, um, they have a bunch of that stuff and, uh, I wish I knew stuff, anything about craft beer. I could rattle off names, but unfortunately I don't. (laughs) Um, so that doesn't help. But yeah, that, so if you're out in that area and then, uh, and I think we're doing something at, uh, another place in Ontario, California, Called Zafudos, I believe, is the other one. Um, yeah, man, and then just visiting shops uh, throughout LA, San Diego, 
in uh, Orange County. Awesome. Um, that that market is very interesting, and I've talked a little bit about that before. But uh, you know, it, it's it's definitely different. You know, it's a different market. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but then, yeah, after that, then uh, probably go East Coast, man. Awesome. Philly, New Jersey, New York. Yeah, it seems like that area is pretty pretty good to you. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely been probably one of the strongest. Um, Chicago has been good, obviously. Well, between between Casa and then Benny's, in the, in the, um, so I guess for people who don't live in the Chicago area, Benny's is uh, the equivalent of a I don't know, like Total Wine or something like that. Yeah. Who else would be? I don't know what's one of the, another big liquor store chain that has humidors. There's another one, Bevmo or something like that. I don't know. I don't know, but yeah. So it's so between those two, it's been pretty good in Chicago. But uh, you know, California's actually been pretty good too. So mm-hmm. in Arizona, but um, yeah, man, it's never good enough though. I mean, you always gotta because <laughs> anytime you make anything, it's got to go right back out. You know. So, but it's a process. Yep. It is a process. Yeah, I'm looking. Yeah, we at your really got to get. Mag- I was just gonna say, I'm looking at your website, and it looks like the number of retailers you've gotten has grown pretty dramatically. Yeah, it's, you know, and, and here's the thing, man, is you also realize there's gonna be attrition, right? So yeah, yeah. You you know, let's say there's a hundred shops on that list, you're gonna lose twenty five of them at least. Sure. You know. Um, actually, you just reminded me because I got to add some more on there. But yeah, that's that's um. So it's, but you know, eventually you're gonna start taking people off, right? Okay, we're not gonna order from you again. Okay, you know, and you just you're always gonna settle into where you you know you're supposed to be. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Long as you're still growing. Yeah. Just try, man. We really got to get Miguel on here, though. He's a trip. You guys would love him. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's he's crazy. Um, but yeah, just just to talk about like the broker game because a lot of people, like I said, I think there's a huge misunderstanding um, with a lot of cigar consumers, um, and I was guilty of this too, um, of what those guys actually do and and how difficult that job is, you know. Mm-hmm. So contrary to popular belief. Well, you know, it's kind of it's everything we talked about, right? First of all, depending on what your territory is, mm-hmm. you're covering five, six states, okay? You want to try to get to everybody at least every six months, right? Sure. It's expensive. Mm-hmm. If you're on the you know, you're on you're, it's not like you're going home and sleeping every night. I mean some guys can, but they have a smaller territory, um, but if you're covering a larger territory, you know you're you're on, you're sleeping on the road a lot. Chances are you're eating like shit most of the time. You know, um, you're you only make money if you sell stuff. You know, mm-hmm. and then think about let's say, you know, you're a broker in the Midwest in January. That's a tough time. Mm, yeah. yeah. You know. Okay. So, um, 
you know, being able to learn how to, uh, to handle those, uh, spikes in your income and, and make it even out so you could, you know, get through the year and whatnot. So, Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, also if you're a broker, a lot of times you're the first line, uh, for a, um, a customer complaint, right? Mm, Yeah. So, you know, you're, so now imagine you're carrying, you know, you represent six or seven brands in your portfolio. (laughs) So you're hearing, you know, something, God forbid, something goes wrong with the patina. Oh my God, this fucking this and that. Okay. Oh, Mombacho. Oh, you know, HR. Oh, fucking Tatawahe, you know? And so you're, you got to hear all of that, Uh huh. you know, and you got to deal with all of that. Uh, but yeah, if you're not, if you're not organized, you can't make it as a broker. You'll get crushed. So, so you guys have brokers and reps. No, we no? just we just use brokers. Okay. It is it is an extremely difficult job, one that I could never do. I'll tell you that right now. Couldn't do it. Hmm. Doesn't sound fun. That's a tough job. <laughs> it, well, it is once you get to the shops, oh, right? Yeah. yeah, you sit around, you bullshit, you smoke. But nobody talks about, you know, oh, fuck, I had to drive 400 miles from, you know, Chicago to Cleveland. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nobody talks about that. Yep. Yeah, the only qualification I think I meet from your description is the eat like shit part. (laughs) Yeah, well. It's tough. Tough job. I bet. I bet, man. You know, but... uh, I guess there's worse you could be doing, but, it's um, true. yeah, so I've, I've, you know, I, some, you know, and some of the guys that we deal with will probably say, you know, oh, fuck Mo, he's a piece of shit, whatever. But, uh, I do in the end have a, have a great deal of respect for them, uh, in, in what they do. I so mean, they'd still be I mean, right, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. You prick. <laughs> yeah. What kind of, yeah. what kind of yeah. asshole has respect for people? Right. Yeah. You gotta be a total dick. Mo, That's one way to make um, it, man. Mo's a unicorn. Well, that is one way to make it. Unfortunately, Kyle. We've talked <laughs> about that. Yeah. You know. So, I don't know. What are, what are some trends you guys are seeing? What are what, Anything troubling you? Anything you're excited about? What, what's some... What's some stuff you guys are seeing out there that you're like, oh, that's pretty cool, or God, why are they doing that? What is that? <laughs> there's you're been a lot of that. <laughs> huh? I think there's been a lot of that. Which one? God, why are they doing that? <laughs> <laughs> I was like in, uh, uh, was I in Classic last weekend? I'm not going to say all that I smoked, but... Why'd they do that? <laughs> <laughs> New stuff? Um, yeah, rehashed stuff. Mm. Not good. Oh, sure. Sure. I mean, I don't know. Not terrible, Drew, but come on. Drew, I would say that you have probably the most, um, out of all of us anyway, and this, hey, uh, you probably have have the most 
uh, particular palette. Yeah. Like you're not, you like what you like and that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not as wide of range. Yeah. Yeah. But I've heard, I've heard that like from a lot of 90 people. year old, you're not the old Macanudo guy though. No, I don't do no, that. No. <laughs> that's the guy that buys them cause they're a buck 50 a piece. And I guess what always gets me with you is like there's a cigar that I would think dead on your profile, and you'll be like, "eh." <laughs> I'm like what? I you still, surprised me. Sometimes. I still need to try the tea. I haven't been. Able I to think get, you would like. That. I haven't been able to get a hold of any, but uh, working on it. I mean, come on! Nobody around there carries that. No. Nobody. There were people here the other day at a, um, I don't know, let's say our, one of our premier locations that didn't even know what it was. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Kansas City, I checked in with them too. Same deal. They didn't even, had never heard of it. <laughs> well, I just ordered from Small Batch. Yeah, yeah. I need to. I've actually, I have go. it in my cart on my phone. I just haven't ordered it. I'm waiting on a good sale on some other stuff and order a bunch at once. When's the patina sale coming? They just had one. Patina Wednesday. When? Last week. No. The week before. Oh, the week before. Pretty recent. I missed it, I guess. Yeah, my buddy fucking, he's like, bro, did you see this? And I'm like, it's awesome. Well, shit. Yeah, I I mean, I will say that I mean, the way Small Batch, Andrew, and, and Small Batch, and um, I think it's Al. Is that the other guy's name? I don't know. Kyle? The other gentleman know. who helps him? Um, he doesn't know. The guy who, like, helps do the packing and all that stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. Talking about Paul? Paul, yeah, there you go. Paul with the orders. Yeah, he's a good dude. I mean, the way those guys have, have uh, really supported me, um, and a lot of that's a testament to how much they like uh, Dave and, and Kyle, but, um, they've really gotten behind it in a lot of different ways. So, um, definitely forever grateful to small batch, you know, they've definitely done a lot from constantly, constantly out of something in patina, which is probably good. Yeah, no, it is. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, cause they reorder. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know, what's, you know what the best is, dude, this is the best. The best is when a retailer sells out or like you go do an event or something like that or a tasting or something. You go do it. You sell out of the stuff and they don't reorder. (laughs) And then, you know, you go in like the humidor and there's shit from like 1920 in there. And you're like, damn, I can't even get a reorder. And they're sitting on this stuff like um, that's very difficult to deal with sometimes. But uh, what's the deal behind that? What do you what do you think? Or do you know? I guess we lost Mo. Sorry, you're breaking oh, up. There you are. Hey, what, what, what do you think? Yeah, sorry. What, what do you think the reasoning is behind some of that? I mean, do you know? Have you heard? Are you, you got speculation? Uh, yeah, yeah, you get a lot of excuses, right? Um, you know, cash is tight. Um, you know, uh, oh, yeah, we will. Yeah, just give us a little bit. Um, 
all different types of stuff. Yeah, but and that's okay. I, I mean, and I get that, but that those are kind of excuses when the shit doesn't sell out. Like, oh yeah, well, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll be in touch. <laughs> but yeah, when you're yeah, selling exactly. out, like literally, like a sold out event, everything's gone or whatever type of deal, and then they're like, yeah, we'll be in. T-. I mean, it's like, dude, those are selling. Why? Right. Yeah, dude. We just. People just came out for that. Let's let's, <laughs> let's know, do but, that again, and you make some money. I make some money here. <laughs> right. You yeah. You would think, um, but that's okay. I mean, the the beauty of it is, is there are so many guys that that are out there that do they they want it, and I'm not saying that. I guess there are certain guys that are going to work with you because they're comfortable with you. Yeah. They either believe in you, they trust you, something. So you're always going to match up with the guys that are like you. You know what I mean? And all I'm hoping is there's more guys that are like me than there aren't. Yeah. And that I connect and I can, I find a way to connect with them and, and we build this thing together, you know, mm-hmm. because I really do look at it as a partnership. I don't look at it like there are retailers, you know, and every, everybody talks like that, but when you're a small brand, I think that's especially true. So you I know, know you need to build that. Uh, like the, if you look at, sorry, go ahead. You're good. Go ahead. I have a story. Yeah, on well, side you know, note. like 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 Tatawahe is a great example of that. There are guys. If you look back historically, what Pete Johnson has done is he's always done like special stuff for people that like really you know fucked with him from the beginning, you know, and and they were in his corner and they supported him. Like, he still does special events for them to this day. And he's been around for, what, 15 years? Mm-hmm. That's why he has? Yeah. Like, I respect that. I respect that a guy says, hey, you know what, you... And, and obviously, it's a little bit different now with the FDA stuff. We can't, you know, depending on what happens, it's hard to, you know, I can't go make a Barkley Rex for a shop or, you know, or something like that. You know, it's difficult. But... um but the way he did that and, and stuck with the people that stuck with him, I, I really respect that. That's fucking cool, man. And, and actually, Mombacho is very similar, too. Like, what a lot of people don't know is, uh, you know, Jim Robinson, who does Leaf? He was yep. the first retailer in the U.S. for Mombacho. Mm. And, and how uh, loyal he's been with Mombacho and how, like, Mombacho is loyal to him because... He was there from day one, man. You know? So you you find the people that that, that you click with and that and that's who you gotta concentrate on. Mm-hmm. My side story to that is not in the same industry, but uh Nadley, she's outside sales, and uh she had a com- uh customer the other day that wanted to buy this part from her, so she tried to buy it and they wouldn't sell to her as a distributor. So they're like, just have your customer call us. We'll sell it to him. So she calls him and tells him, and he's like, no, I'm dealing with you guys. I don't care if you're marking it up. <laughs> I'm buying it from you. Find a way to do it. <laughs> but just the relationship was like, no, I don't know this guy. I'm not buying from him. I'm buying it from you. Let's, let's figure out a way to do this. Cause I like you guys and you're who I'm working with. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, just those business relationships. I mean, the guy knew, she was going to buy it and mark it up. And he's still like, I don't care. I'm buying it from you. We got the, <laughs> we got this going. Let's, let's find a way. 
But mm-hmm. yeah, those business relationships, man. Yeah, man, you can't put a price tag or a whatever on on people feeling comfortable with you, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you can't, and it's just a vibe, right? Like you're just going to click with certain people and other people you're not. Yep. And mm-hmm. some guys would rather, you know, take on a little bit more risk. Cause dude, I'll be real. Taking the patina on is a risk for a retailer. You know, I mean, hopefully with each passing day, it's less of a risk, but at this point it is. And so that, mm-hmm. that guy says, you know what? Let's put it this way. I had a customer bring in Patina over a much larger brand that would have definitely sold better or not sold better, but I would say sold faster. Mm -hmm. Right. With, with little to no effort on that retailer's part, but he took Patina. Yep. You know, and just buying into the cigars you have now, right. He's buying into the future, right. He's buying into the fact that he thinks you're going to keep making good cigars. They're gonna. He'll, he'll be able to build a, a a following for it at his shop. Oh yeah, and absolutely. He'll because he'll well in the future. Yeah, exactly. Because then I'll always be loyal to that guy. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm a retailer and I see a new guy, and if I have any sort of faith in him, I'm buying into him. Because mm-hmm. that dude's gonna remember that shit. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. And uh, and then if anything cool comes out, look, Jonathan Drew. A great story. People, you know, if you ever get a chance to come to Casa and sit down with Mike or Sam, have them tell you the Jonathan Drew story and how the UF4 came to be. Okay? Because, you know, he makes a UF4 for them every year uh, Mm -hmm. on Halloween, right? Yep. And the story behind that is fascinating. But basically, Mike and Sam are one of the first people to take a chance on Jonathan Drew, and he never forgot it. Hmm. You know? Yep. And you'll do that for some people, and it's a huge hit. Sometimes you'll miss, but that's how it goes. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah, it's cool, man. Yeah. Did you bring back some gear? Yeah. You said it's not it's not there. It's here. Where's the gear? Where, where, yeah, and, uh, where, the, the gear is in California. So Mombacho Online <laughs> Store, I think, is actually up and running now. Okay. I think the Mombacho online store is up and running for those that are interested in Mombacho hats and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Patina is going to have, I mean, I have some shirts. Uh, I have some hats coming, but uh, those are going to be event only, like for my stuff. So So when are you doing an event here? <laughs> I Man, I don't know. I still got to get to Tulsa somehow. It's tough. That's a tough market because... You know, I mean, you remember how it is, you know? Yes. So. The more and more that I see, like, stuff, they're, they're, and even looking back now, it's kind of stuck in a little bubble here. Mm-hmm. Like its own little Oklahoma world. <laughs> well, that's how it was when I was there. I know, but looking back, I mean, I can really see it now, and. Just seeing the surrounding areas, I mean, it's it's stuck in its own little cigar bubble. Not just cigars, Drew. Well, that's true too. <laughs> <laughs> that's no, true. But no, th- there was definitely a price point in that Tulsa market that if you're above it, it's extremely difficult. You know, mm-hmm. and I get that. Now, if you're at Fogan Base, that's different. I feel like they have a little bit of a different clientele. 
but um, as some of those other shops, so I think it's tough. Sorry, I'm looking up Mumbacho gear here. Yeah, I don't, I don't see it. I don't either. You got I a? Thought it was, I thought it was. You got a link? Okay. It will it be on their regular page? Yeah, yeah, it'll okay. be on the website. So it's there'll be a yet. Mumbacho store. Just have to watch for that. Because people have been going nuts about those hats. I don't know if you saw that gray one with the black brim, but people are going ape shit about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. We took some down to Nicaragua. Cause so, like, the factory has a store where you can buy swag and stuff in it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and that thing sold out in two days. Nice. I think it was, like, 20 hats or something like that. Oh, dude, I found it. I found your store. Yeah. Oh, it is up? There it is. It's, I did, too. It's start, starting to get up. If you type Mombacho store into Google, it'll come up. It's not linked anywhere. It's got shirts and an ashtray on it so far yep word 25 bucks that ain't bad man I'm gonna have to order something (laughs) get some stuff I mean if I ever come down by you I'll just bring you some but I don't know might be a while (laughs) (laughs) sway Swag you sell people is the best swag you can possibly have, right? Because they actually want it and they give you money for it, which is a lot better than doing it. Oh, sure. You know, so there's two ways to look at that, Cal. And on the surface, I agree with you. But I also feel, you know, I feel like it's an evolutionary thing, if that makes sense. Like for me, and Mombacha's in a little bit of a different situation, but for me, if I could make something exclusive, like, basically you got to come hang out with me at an event to get this mm-hmm. that helps me more long term well no, I agree unless people don't like me which in that case then i'm fucked but yeah you're not gonna if win people anyway. come in yeah if people come in and, and they want to get let's say a patina hat right mm-hmm. well i know that i got to go to a tasting or an event to get that they come in we shoot the shit they get a hat because they bought a box or whatever and now that dude's got a story right and it's not mm-hmm. just, oh, yeah, I can go online and buy this. No, man, I went to an event. We hung out, smoked cigars together, you know, ate together, whatever. And I think that because the American consumer, and this is and this is tough, like, when you do business in different countries, right? So, like, like Mombacho does, uh, let's say, Europe or Canada or, you know, the U.S., the U.S. consumer, and we've talked about this a little bit, is just so different with that because they really want that that experience with the people behind the brands and it's, yeah. it's not just the cigar industry right yeah it's any mm-hmm. it's anything you yeah. know and so um you know whatever the case may be so uh yeah because i can i can walk into any shop and find you know at least 20 really good cigars sure so absolutely. why does yours stand out is really the question right Oh, because I hung out with that guy, or because I smoked mm-hmm. with that guy, or because you no, know, whatever the case may be. Yeah, that guy gave me a reach around. Yeah, <laughs> dude, the best. You're you're gonna have to step up your game uh, at your events. Mm. <laughs> That's the event. Only I don't deal. know. I don't know if your average guy could handle it though. You know, you need a special guy like Cal. Yeah, that is true. Cal's a team player, man. 
Oh boy. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, we'll that's all I've got for tonight. Unless you guys, some market research. Yeah. yeah. This guy the other day, uh, I shouldn't even. I should. <laughs> <laughs> Forget it. I like where this is going. Yeah, I bet. Uh, anyway, well, if you guys got nothing else, I got nothing else. I got not a whole lot. I, I didn't got... have anything to begin with. Yeah. No. You come on. I haven't had anything for three months. <laughs> well, longer than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How long have we been podcasting? Yeah, we might have to go. Yeah, I haven't really had anything for two years. years. <laughs> um, but uh, I will be on Cigar Coop on the 8th of March. So that'll be that'll be interesting. 8th of March. Cool. Is that going to be like yeah. a live thing? I don't know. I think that's how he does it, right? It's live. Kind of like Cigar Federation. Uh-huh. Okay. Wait. I'm going to have to uh, clean my mouth out with soap before that one. Uh-oh. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. All well, right, gentlemen. It's been real. Cheers, guys. Yes, yeah, sir. Hopefully hopefully we'll uh, try to do this again. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Take care, guys. All right, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Salt and Smoke Cigar Cast. Be sure to check us out on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, email us either about the podcast or about our cigar line at thesaltandsmoke at gmail.com. Also, uh, if you want any salt and smoke gear, please get onto our website and to our online store. We have shirts and hats. If you're looking for anything else, please let us know and we'll get it up there for you. Thanks, guys. We'll uh, talk to you again next week. <laughs>